0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. The late bloomers tend to have more curiosity. They tend to have more resilience. There's stories and mythology that this country has woven around black men.
1: What if everything we've been taught is just all wrong?
0: And welcome to Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. My name is Martha Reddick, and I am your host. And this week on Chronicles of Nania, we are going to be talking about nanny parent relationships and navigating those sometimes tricky waters. My guest this week is the wonderful Jennifer Macias. Hello, Jennifer.
1: My Hello. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm excited about this. I'm doing well. Wonderful.
0: Uh, Jennifer and I have been friends for several years now, and she is a wonderful nanny and also a preschool teacher.
1: Uh, Jennifer, why don't you give us a little background about yourself? Well, um, I started with a B in English, and then I moved to Chicago and got a second bachelor's in photography. And then I was like, "Oh, I need to make money." Uh, <laughs> yep. So, photo jobs that pay really well is—it's just not the kind of photo work I want to do. And so, I started nannying. Um, and then I was like, "Oh, this is wonderful! Like, working with kids is fun and hilarious, and they're I maybe mean, because I'm a child in my insides, <laughs> and so." Um, I got my master's in early childhood education and was still nannying and then started working in a preschool. Um, but like you and I talked about previously that there's just, um, the poverty wages of early childhood education workers is just, it's not enough. And so yeah. I'm getting another master's in family therapy. Um, so I'd still awesome. want to be able to work with kids and with families in a different capacity.
0: Right. One that maybe pays a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed, because
1: this is a really expensive master's program.
0: Yeah, well, good luck. Thanks. (laughs) Um, And we're so glad to have you on the show.
1: I'm excited to be here.
0: Um, Great. So we are this week going to be talking about parent and nanny relationships and navigating those waters. Something that we've talked about on the show before is how helpful a contract is. It's super helpful to just set up set yourself up for success with a parent relationship Mm -hmm. so if the expectations are clear right from when you start then you will have better luck I think maintaining a positive relationship Mm -hmm. but even with a contract there are nuances Mm -hmm. to (laughs) to any human interaction And so, um, so yeah, the, the relationship between a nanny and the parents of the kids you nanny is such a unique relationship. It's not like any other boss, uh, employee
1: relationship. So do you have like personal experience with that? Um, I do so when I look for families or when a family contacts me it's really important that we share the same values it makes it easier for me to sort of join or connect with this family um, if I feel like I can get along with them on a human level Mm -hmm. Um, I mean one of my like best nanny relationships ever was with this really nice family and it was one little boy and basically I was just Um, there in the mornings, like I got him up and ready for school and gave him breakfast. And then we drove to school and I dropped him off and that was that. Um, and then I would babysit like occasionally, but like I had such a great relationship with the family because the mom was just so understanding. Like she didn't treat me like the hired help, which I think some, some parents just sort of fall into that because it is kind of an awkward relationship. Like this person is coming to your home and they're caring for your child. So it's a really personal situation. Um, but it's still a, a business or a professional relationship and so it's really hard to find that balance and I think the best way to go about it is to just you can be courteous and professional and still have a personal relationship with them and this mother just really like made that happen right off the bat like she really found that balance and she was just really considerate and they were really kind um, and I would always get there in the morning and we would like talk for a little while and um she was a physician and so we would talk about work and school and the kid um Yeah,
0: and And I do think that crossover time is really important for Mm -hmm. the nanny-parent relationship. And we are going to do a whole episode about that crossover Mm -hmm. time because it is such a specific thing uh, to navigate Mm -hmm. correctly but or in a positive way. Mm -hmm. But I do think that that is an opportunity. And the families that use that time to ask you about things outside of life. Yeah. um, One of my nanny families, in fact, all of the families that I nanny for always take time to ask. I'm an actress as well. And so they'll ask, are you in anything right now? Are you auditioning for projects? Things like that. Mm -hmm. And, and I think as nannies, we should also take a tip from that in that asking about not just the children mm-hmm. but life but yeah. asking about their life uh work if if they are in something that they can talk about mm-hmm. um things like that mm-hmm. are what do they do over the weekend because that's also fertile ground yeah. for how your Monday is gonna go
1: yeah for <laughs> sure and I think it's it's just remembering that each person is a human person right is what it boils down to and it, it is weird because there is that that power dynamic, I guess, that like you are in the one down position, like you are their employee and generally younger and poorer. And so there are a lot of sort of dynamics at play. But I think you're right. Just always remembering that you're talking to a person and and using those normal topics that you would talk about with anybody.
0: Yes. Yes. And knowing that you can always fall back on talking about the kids mm-hmm. uh, because if I've ever gotten into an awkward somewhat conversation mm-hmm. of um, maybe politics in the <laughs> current climate mm-hmm. um, luckily I, I've agreed with most of my families politically but if you don't and you're steering towards something that feels uncomfortable mm-hmm. I think guiding it back
1: towards let's talk about the children is the best way to do it um Yeah. yeah redirecting the conversation to the kids is always a safe bet um but again that's kind of why for me it's always been important to work with families that share the same values that I do yes because I think it's kind of a lot like voting against your own interests right you know what I mean you're sort of supporting people who don't support you and that's that's not a healthy relationship
0: right and we did uh Chronicles of Nania on our website, which is at www.chroniclesofnannia.com. We do have a questionnaire for interviewing um, that you can use to guide you through because even down to how the parents choose to physically interact with their kids, I think can be a big deal because there are parents who are like no excessive touching in the house and for children, touch is important. Mm-hmm. And so I personally believe in touch that the kids want, like if they crawl into your lap, mm-hmm. things like that, is acceptable and important. Um, and so working for a family that didn't want you to touch their child at all I think would be extremely difficult. Yeah. So, so just from that interview, knowing their values, mm-hmm. I think is a very good piece of advice and finding working to find a family that agrees with yeah that you yeah you fit with their flow because you are involved in their lives in a way that almost no one else is
1: it's it's a surprisingly intimate relationship because you're there when they are not on they're not performing for anybody they're just being themselves and they're at home and sometimes that can create like an uncomfortable dynamic, but for the most part it's you know you're a part of their private lives and so it's it's important that you can really feel connected with them and not feel uncomfortable or awkward or forced or strange. Um, one of my friends is actually a nanny for an athlete um, oh, wow. for a very fancy sports team uh-huh and she kind of talks about how it's really strange they out they laid out these like really strict terms in her contract like she can't eat in the same room as them she can't make eye contact with them um she's not really allowed to speak to them directly like it's just they're ridiculous rules um and they paid her really well and she just felt like she was compromising herself and so she didn't last long there because she was like the money is great and the benefits are beautiful but and i love the children but the relationship I have with the parents is not one that I feel comfortable with.
0: Right, yes. And it is
1: hard when you're sort of being relegated to the back rooms when you're such a huge part of their child's life. And so I think it's it's so important to find a really positive connection (laughs) with families.
0: Agreed, agreed. And I... I feel very lucky mm-hmm. because I have.
1: I feel like you had really good luck with families. I remember there was one winter and it was like freezing and your one of your nanny parents gave you like a really long like down coat. And I just remember being like, "That's a that speaks to how much they care about you as a nanny that you guys had this really great connection that she was like, here are some clothes.
0: Yes. Yes. Um, and, and I've definitely did.
1: had that. I had, my, I had one <laughs> nanny mom tell me, she's like, I feel like if you weren't our nanny, we would drink wine together all the time. And I was <laughs> like, I really feel like we would.
0: <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> (laughs) Mm -hmm. there are and and also for me how um the families treat my fiance so people that are important to me or my parents like Mm -hmm. my parents have come into town and my nanny families have been like oh can we meet them (laughs) which is so sweet so yeah just (laughs) expanding out that uh that family Mm -hmm. feeling i think is really key if that is what you are comfortable with Mm -hmm. um because i do also think that if as a nanny you are more Mm -hmm. comfortable knowing like this is my position at five o'clock i am off i am off the clock and i don't want to know about your personal life and checking in with yourself about where you fall on what you need from your nanny family is super important mm-hmm.
1: and um you brought up a really good point that I think of uh, nannies who are a little more introverted would do well to sort of outline those boundaries like from the beginning and mm-hmm. I think that that's really important um because there are people who are more introverted and they're not huge into sharing and and I can understand that um that would be Uncomfortable for them. And so it really is kind of about laying out boundaries and just sort of setting the example. Mm-hmm. Um, part of me also feels like if you're that introverted, that maybe nannying isn't a great fit because it does require you to give a lot of yourself. Right. Um, but I think there is absolutely some room for
0: for boundaries. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And if you're nannying for like an only child, I think as an introvert, working with an only child would be a really nice fit Mm -hmm. because it's just you and that kid like
1: being homies (laughs) in it together (laughs) in it to win it
0: exactly (laughs) we've kind of talked about like starting with a family Mm -hmm. and uh, successfully navigating that getting to know you period but I do think during those first few weeks especially asking so many questions (gasps) is key uh, not only about how they handle things in their house with the children but then also those slightly more personal questions and nothing nothing out of bounds i wouldn't lead with asking about <laughs> no. their you know political beliefs or their yeah. feelings about drugs sex and rock and roll mm-hmm. anything like that but like things like what kind of foods they
1: like. Mm-hmm. Things like that are I mean, are fun. I mean, that's important. I, I remember I asked so many questions with one family um, because there's a lot of information. And it's also, I think it lets the parents know that you are actively thinking about their lives and what they do. And you're genuinely um, making that effort to establish a connection, but also to be an effective nanny, to be helpful. Right. I mean, I remember... Um, there was one day my nanny bug wasn't feeling well, and so I was gonna stay home with him. And I was like, "Is there anything you guys need me to do while I'm here? Like, he's asleep. I can clean. I can do laundry. Like, right. I'm here. I might as well help." Um, and then there are questions as simple as like, "What lights do you leave on when we leave the house?" Like, yes. Um, and it really does let parents know, and I think it's comforting for them to know that like you care, like you really you're really invested. Um, so lots of, I always text so many questions to my families and sometimes I'll just have a list and be like, so these are just some things I wanted to know, you know, like what foods is he like allowed to eat, not allowed to eat TV shows, Mm -hmm. because if there is a little bit of screen
0: time. For example, uh, some kids that I nanny wanted to watch, SpongeBob SquarePants, which I know with some parents is Mm -hmm. off-limits. My mom, for example, really does not like that show, and she's a second-grade (laughs) teacher. Really? Why not? Um, She doesn't like that it takes place in Sandy Bottoms, uh, (laughs) (laughs) which is a silly thing, but but Yeah. And then from there, there's more. I think she also just doesn't like the tone of his voice, which is fair. <laughs> yeah, that is fair. Because um, wow. you have to listen to it, too. Even mm-hmm. if you're in the kitchen making lunch while they're watching, you got to listen. So anyway, things like that, asking, is it okay mm-hmm. if they watch this TV show, I think is important. Um, then there's also... <laughs> Christmas gifts or Hanukkah Mm -hmm. gifts or birthday gifts things like that which I struggle with every time Um, I know Katie Leineke who has been on this podcast before Mm -hmm. she um, I know she enters in the both the parents birthdays into her calendar like right when she starts working Mm -hmm. so that she knows and then she usually gets something kid oriented um like pictures Mm -hmm. thing crafts that she did with the kid which i think is super appropriate yeah
1: um i usually do cards so there are two really good card shops um i live in bucktown wicker park there's paper doll and there's one strange bird and they have really great like unique um cards for birthdays of people of all relationships to yourself um and usually I do cards, but most of the time what I do is offer like a free date night. Like go out for yeah. your birthday, drink some wine, like relax without this child up in your <laughs> face. Like, And I would love to do that for you for no dollars and that right. can be my gift. And so that's usually something that I do for birthdays because it does make such a difference for them to just know that they can go out. Because I mean like nights out are expensive because mm-hmm. you're paying for food and drinks and cabs and then you have the nanny. And so it's like take a break from that. Right. And, you know, go live your dreams. Yeah. So I usually do a card and then I'll like include like include like a coupon for like one free date night. Mm hmm. Um, And that's and that means a lot to them. And I mean, it's and that's something that I feel like I'm comfortable doing because like I'm a nanny. I don't make a lot of dollars. I'm a grad (laughs) school. And, And so it's it's something that works that I feel comfortable doing, but I don't feel like I'm overextending. And it's something that, you know, that they'll use. Mm hmm.
0: Because if you get a scarf, you know, who knows? Yeah. (laughs) Who knows if they're going to wear it? I can't imagine buying
1: like the uh, things like that for my families. I'd be like, you're fancy. I don't know what you need. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. How about some free babysitting?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Free babysitting. I've also, I've had a lot of success with crafts. That's a really good one. um, Or Mother's Day and Father's Day. Um, I also do sometimes pay attention to what kind of alcohol they drink. And if I'm, if I'm feeling good about my financial situation, then I will get them like a bottle of wine that they, that I know that they have bought for themselves before. So I'm not. That's a good one. Hitting in the dark.
1: Yeah. Usually Mother's and Father's Day I will do. um, So, I mean, I I went to art school, I have a B-in photo and sometimes I'll do photos for them, like just with the kid um, and keep it a secret. Right. And then we sort of present it together. Like me and child will present to mom or dad and that makes, I mean, it's really nice and it's really touching and it's, some people get weepy and I try yeah. really, I'm like, don't cry, don't cry. Um, <laughs> or there's also uh,
0: canvases that you can have printed at CVS mm-hmm. that go on sale all the time. If you look up all the coupon codes, you can get them for like 10 bucks and they're yes. really nice big canvases or i have had success with books printing out uh like Like picture yeah Yeah, photo cloud and whatnot Mm -hmm. and giving those as gifts because i end up taking so many pictures of their kids because they're adorable and
1: because it's like fun and i take a lot of pictures because i text them to the parents during the day and then it's just like a nice little reminder that like oh they did all these things and they have a great time and they care about each other and it's it is it's so good.
0: <laughs> so I think all of those are really good choices for the birthday gift or Christmas gift mm-hmm. or Hanukkah uh, gift as well. Holiday gifts. There you go. Um, And then, okay, sometimes as a nanny, <laughs> you find out information that maybe you aren't supposed to know or maybe you, like the parents have asked you not to share, which I know c- for like me personally can weigh on me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but you are in this unique position of there's no, unless it's written into your contract, mm-hmm. but there's no confi- confidentiality I- exactly, but there is confidentiality.
1: Um, I mean, I, I do like to think of these relationships as confidential relationships because yes. I don't think you roles reversed if i was having like a personal or like intimate conversation with somebody like a nanny i wouldn't want them to turn around and tell people about it and right. so i kind of really like put myself in that situation and say like they're trusting me they're making themselves very vulnerable and you really just have to respect and honor that mm-hmm. um and i think this is also part of just like getting my masters in therapy and really being into <laughs> ethics um that it really is a confidential relationship yes um i mean that's definitely something that you have to respect and thankfully i haven't been put in a position where it's like a spouse is telling me something about their spouse or you know what i mean like right. no, no parent has ever been like my husband is having an affair or i'm having an affair like it's never been anything that i've really had to hold like that and thankfully, me neither yeah. listener <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at all pinky promise um and that's a relief but when they do share things with you like you definitely do want to be to be there for them and to listen um and for you introverts out there it really is at that point you just kind of smile and nod and just remember like if if they're telling you something that makes you uncomfortable, chances are they're probably uncomfortable too and they just needed somebody to talk to about it.
0: Right. Um, and but so I also, really just try to
1: be a compassionate listener.
0: Yes, totally agree. But also mm-hmm. keep in mind that if you are feeling uncomfortable with the information, it is totally within your rights mm-hmm. to say, I am so sorry, but I am not comfortable continuing mm-hmm. this conversation. I... I cannot talk to you about yeah. this uh, because you as a nanny are a professional mm-hmm. and if it is not concerning the children and it is going to affect your life in a negative way, you have every right to Absolutely. say, I don't want to talk about this. Absolutely. Uh, and I do think a lot of times we as nannies are trying to be so polite that we compromise our own personal mm-hmm. beliefs Definitely. about things. And so if they are dropping a huge bombshell on you, you have every right to also say, Could I have a night? Can we talk about this tomorrow? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) After I've had time to process. Absolutely. And I think it's
1: definitely I think that's that's absolutely right. Like if they're really putting a lot of heavy stuff on you, you can be like, I don't know if this is if i'm the right person for you to talk to about this like right. that might not be the greatest idea. Um and i don't i've never had to really whip that one out. Me neither. But i think that's how i would say it. like i just i don't think i'm the right person for you to talk to about this. Right. I mean there are certain things that are just outside of your capacity for sure. Right. I completely agree. And
0: also within that same idea staying out of rooms or areas that you don't need to be in as a nanny is Always a good idea because you can't unknow things.
1: And I would never it just feels so weird. I mean it feels like you're snooping. Like and I think it's just because like when you work with a family and you respect them and you care about them, you care about their privacy and you care about the things that they want to keep to themselves. And so like there would be no reason whatsoever to like snoop. Like I don't think I've ever been into a parent's bedroom. I have to get a phone charger. No Yeah, and I mean thankfully, like a lot of the families I e need e for like phone charges of the house. There are the right. monitors in the kitchen or something. And so it's, it's, I, yeah, I would feel weird. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think I would be comfortable with that. But yeah, it, respecting privacy of the families is, is key because they're trusting you in their home and you don't want to breach that trust or disrespect them. Yes, exactly.
0: And then that brings us to, inappropriate relationships between parents and nannies. and we're not going to talk about this for too long, but it has been brought up to me by listeners really? as a thing to talk about because it is fascinating mm-hmm. uh, in a, a you don't want to look at the train wreck kind of way, but the the father, nanny,
1: any relationship yeah um, I I did a lot of research about this when you brought this up to me initially because it is interesting um and I think there are, I have a few different opinions that I want to touch on the first is a lot of the research I did was about how moms can prevent their husbands from cheating with the nanny which is insane because it puts the responsibility on the woman and to say like if your husband cheats it's your fault. Which, right. No, moms and listeners, it's not your fault <laughs> at all. At not even a little bit. Um and so I think that's interesting because our society really does sort of not blame dudes. Right, which is not fair. Um I think another thing that a lot of people I think it's just the media and society in general have really s- sexualized women who are in sort of like subservient positions like the nanny the maid like sleeping with the help it's just this very like overly sexualized idea of women who work in these fields and i just think a lot of it has to do with um what was that movie the hand that rocks the cradle Mm. Um where it was just I've not seen that movie, oh, but Oh man it's really intense and very old. Um essentially this family hires a nanny and she systematically tries to ruin their lives. Uh, um and she's motivated it's a revenge plot sort of deal right. Um but I think that really sort of is what kicked off this idea that like nannies are scandalous and that you know people are sleeping with the help. I but mean it goes all the way back to mm-hmm. Thomas Jefferson so Girl yeah and that was I mean I'm sure it actually goes about way 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 back.
0: way further back but Thomas Jefferson mm-hmm. within our country's history uh is a big Huge, example yeah. of
1: that um but I also think that there is a certain psychology behind this um I think it kind of happens when you sort of have that intimate relationship with somebody and it kind of it obviously it works both ways I obviously have never heard of a nanny that I know doing anything like that me neither um but I think a lot of it like it just comes from like it's a really open connection and a lot of the research I did talks a lot about like how men are like really open with their kids and they just feel more open and more emotional more vulnerable Mm -hmm. when their kids are around and if the nanny is there then she sort of becomes just sort of caught up in that
0: yeah for him
1: and, and I think, I that think that- there
0: is something very attractive about a woman who takes such wonderful care of your mm-hmm. children mm-hmm. Uh, and not to say that that the mothers aren't doing a wonderful job, but perhaps the father sees the nanny interacting mm-hmm. with the children more than he sees the mother interacting with the children mm-hmm. in households where both are in high-powered jobs. That could yeah. 100% be true yeah. because the father's only home to take over for the nanny and then they're kind of ships-in-the-night parents, mm-hmm. yeah, which happens. But I agree. And, and it does happen more in wealthier or mm-hmm. celebrity couples there is uh there's a new york times article about celebrity couples and how it happens mm-hmm. more with those um i i also <laughs> i read the
1: same article yeah. um and i did a lot of other reading that says that that's just part of the psychology behind it is that a lot of men who are rich white dudes are used to getting what they want they're used mm-hmm. to being in a position of power Um, and they're used to being able to exercise that power to get what it is they want. It has to do with a sense of entitlement. Right. Um, and I think young women who are nannies can feel susceptible to that because it does feel exciting to have somebody who's powerful or important sort of look at you as an object of affection or desire. Um, so I understand the psychology behind that and I totally get how it happens. Like I think... There's a lot of sort of transference that happens there. Like when mm-hmm. you just feel warm and affectionate with somebody. Proximity is a huge part of it. Like live-in right. nannies. Um, but just don't. Like my God, nannies, right. don't. Um, because don't you again, you just it. have to think about like if you really love this family and respect this family, don't do it. Because you. I mean that it damages the entire family system. It affects the kids. It affects you know, your own job prospects. It affects everyone's relationship in that family. It really does. And it's not worth it. It's
0: not at all. And also, if you feel something, because I think nannies especially are usually very, what is the word I mean? Attuned. Yeah, attuned, or it starts with an I. Um,
1: It'll come (laughs) to me. Anyway,
0: I think nannies are more, Emotionally. Intuitive? Yes. Thank you. Yes, we did it <laughs> together. I think nannies are more intuitive as a career. It takes mm-hmm. being a little bit more intuitive. And so if you start to feel something happening that should not
1: shut it down, mm-hmm. shut it down, either leave or maybe just confront Yes, I mean, I, I've i never had this situation happen to be, but I remember I was dropping a kid off at school, and I was introducing myself to his new teacher, Um I was just like, I'm this kid's nanny, um, anything that you need me to bring home or talk to the parents about, like I would be happy to do, like I know they both work a lot, and they usually pick up later, and so there's not, a, I keep hitting this, okay. um, and so there's not always time to like convey a lot of information, so if there's anything ever that you need them to know, let me know. And I'm leaving and I hear another parent say something like, mom must really trust the husband to have a nanny like that. And I was like, calm. Right. And like, A, that sort of takes away my agency by saying like, she just wouldn't be able to help herself or like she would be the homewrecker. And it's just like, that's, that's a really strange stigma, but a lot of people have it. And I didn't know how prevalent of a thought pattern this was until I started doing research and there are a lot of people out there who hire what they call granny nannies Mm -hmm. um, like older women who have their own families um, to nanny for them because they want to avoid this trap of basically like setting up your husband to possibly cheat on you with a nanny Um, and I just that that just seems so unfair and just so grossly wrong um, because no nanny goes into a family thinking like I'm gonna bag me a fox like that's not anyone's first thought it's I can't wait to hang out with this awesome kid and you know like be on close familiar terms with this family
0: right and watch this child grow and help him or her Mm -hmm. on their journey to adulthood Mm -hmm. or just even to elementary school yeah yeah (laughs) um no I completely agree and uh I read a similar or the same article <laughs> so that many was, articles <laughs> that was talking about um that some high-end nanny agencies have stopped including pictures mm. because they say that families won't hire attractive nannies and mm-hmm. it's just hey it's discriminatory it's discriminatory and illegal yes um and also nanny it, it's a professional career mm-hmm. and if you are a professional, you don't sleep with your boss, <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. and you also don't want to be sexualized. And I right. think that's a huge thing that happens is that for whatever reason, our society has really sexualized nannies, yes, like au pairs, and it's just like you know what—that's that's very unfair and it trivializes a career that a lot of people take seriously and really enjoy doing. Um yes there are just so many places we can take this conversation (laughs) I agree I don't think we have the time but we don't um I mean I guess the only the final thing I can really say about it is that don't I mean again like I don't think any nanny walks into a family thinking like that their intention is going to be to home wreck it and like you said if you feel that something is inappropriate either on your end or their end just shut it down like really just turn it off um
0: And talk – I think that communication Mm -hmm. back to – that's kind of a theme on the show. If you are feeling something as uncomfortable as that conversation might be, if you really feel like you feel something, one, I would talk to somebody in your life that's outside of the family Mm -hmm. to work through it ahead of time and then maybe even talk to the nanny mom Mm -hmm. first away from the husband and say like this is these are things that i'm feeling and it's making me very uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and let them work it
1: out uh hopefully Mm -hmm. i'm always i mean i'm always a huge proponent of direct communication so like if i'm personally having feelings which this is and again never happened like if i were to have feelings for a parent of a kid that I was nannying I think I would excuse myself from from working with that family but roles reversed um I think it's definitely a conversation I would have with that's so hard like whether or not I would have the conversation with both parents present or just the parent who I feel like is sending me these sex vibes right um and I think Man, I think the best way to do it would to have both parents present and be like, I just feel like I'm getting certain signals and I just I don't want there to be any problems or miscommunications. And so I would just like to state this is no how I'm feeling. You. I don't like that. Yeah. This is how I'm feeling. No, thank you. I don't like that. Um, right. And I worked with a family where the mom seemed to be like on a little more high alert about these things and Mm -hmm. so when I would sit for them or nanny she always made sure that I was never alone with the dad um Mm. which to me almost made me uncomfortable because I felt like she didn't trust either of us right and it's not obviously there was she had no reason to feel that way because again it's a profession yes um and I'm a professional and so that was really kind of a huge turnoff um and after a certain amount of time I just stopped working with them um and part of me wonders like what happened in that situation like if he admitted to feeling a certain way or just like commented on my appearance um right
0: or and you don't know there could yeah. be a ton of different things oh, yeah. going on in their relationship and there is a difference between potentially babysitting date night babysitting and that happening and nannying because if that happened in a family that I nannied for then I probably would quit mm-hmm. I would step away because yeah, and I, I can't work under those conditions
1: and I did end up having to step away because I didn't feel like I was trusted and it did feel you know kind of like an insult like I'm a professional and this is what I do and I'm not gonna jeopardize that because you think that I think your husband is handsome right um and so or maybe she just didn't trust him i just right. and there's a lot of backstory obviously that i don't have in context that i don't have um but i can say that it is an uncomfortable feeling to have to not feel trusted by people that you have an oddly close relationship with yes
0: but also as much as the ball is in your court if you are feeling inappropriate feelings step away mm-hmm
1: be Absolutely. a professional.
0: Step away. Absolutely. Do not. All done. No, All thank done. you. I don't like that. Yep. Exactly. Um, that is what we teach kids. <laughs> no, thank yeah. you. I don't like that. No, All done. thank you. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, great. Okay. Kind of lightning round question. Yeah. Go. Parents ask you to stay for dinner. You're off the clock. <laughs>
1: Do you stay? Do you go? I don't eat meat. Uh And so that's usually my out. Um, but most of the time I. I don't right especially if it's been a really long day and I'm like I just can't um and because then I do if I stay I do feel obligated to help out like that's my capacity in that home and so I automatically sort of step into that role and want to help out with things that I have like that I don't need to so I usually I usually say thanks that's really great but I'm actually meeting somebody for what have you right um and that's when like I don't know phantom dates and coffee dates sort of come into play for me I'm just like oh I'm meeting somebody something down I have such a busy social life <laughs> I'm very <Mary No>, busy <laughs> I'm I'm
0: the exact same way I and I have a nut allergy so that's a lot of times oh, my go. out is that I I just like to prepare my own food because then I know yeah that I'm safe um but I also yeah I just it's it's no it's so difficult to then because then I'm like oh I need to clear the table or
1: yeah and it is it's just like how am I supposed to be like what is my role right now and it is it's a little uncomfortable and so I think the Unless they ask you, like, hey, would you mind staying to help out with blah, blah, blah. And I'd yes. be like, sure, that's cool. If I'm still on the clock, of mm-hmm. course I will stay. But if it's just like, do you want to hang out for dinner? I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> Bye. Sorry. And it's not that I don't love spending time with families. It's just very difficult to discern what that role is. And I think it's difficult
0: for the kids. Because I, the few times that there has been that crossover time over meals, it, ends up that I watch the kids testing the boundaries because I do have... I'm slightly more strict than a lot of the parents that I nanny for. And so... And the kids know that. And so then I see them pushing those limits. Mm -hmm. And I usually still call it out because Mm -hmm. I'm still there. So... But I don't... Like, I wouldn't give a time out if I was off the clock.
1: So you can still be like "Mm, no thank you I don't like that right yeah no that's a tough and that that's a tough one too and that's actually the reason I don't work with families who have like parents who work from home right because and I know you and I talked about this and you were like so great with setting clear boundaries and yeah so that's a reason that I don't really work with families who have parents who work from home because the parent is home and the kid knows that and so I'm just kind of feeling like why why am I here right um and the kid might also feel that like why is she here if my mom is here and she's way more chill about the rules <laughs> um and so that for me has always been sort of tough but thankfully I have had families who have been like you need to ask Miss Jen about that
0: right and we are also going to do an episode about work from home parents oh, cool. because I I I've done it a lot. I've Mm -hmm. worked, weirdly, for a lot of fathers who are graphic design. Oh, cool. Graphic designers. I could have made that.
1: (laughs) You could have made that real world. Real (laughs) words.
0: Anyway, uh, I've often worked for dads that are graphic designers. And so they work from home because paying for an office space doesn't make sense for them Mm -hmm. when they are basically their own bosses. And so... And just setting those clear boundaries has been very helpful. And we'll get into it more in that episode. But saying, when I am here, the child is going to try to come ask you for something I've already said no. So when that happens, I need for you to say, please go ask Martha, or what did Martha say? Mm-hmm. Before you answer because otherwise an
1: uncomfortable position,
0: otherwise you will not be able to work from home. Mm -hmm. They are going to bug you all the time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so for both of our sanities, I need you (laughs) when you are working from home. I am the one that is in charge. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And it's I mean, and that's it's the same reason why, like, I don't feel comfortable you know, like, staying for dinner, because it's like, I'm still this kid's nanny, and I can't just sit here and let him, like, be crazy at the table. Right. But I also feel like it's not in my place to say something. Yeah, you're here. You should be shutting them down. <laughs> right. Um, and so, yeah, it's definitely better to just, to have those firm boundaries. Yes. Agreed. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, is are there any
0: other things about parent-nanny relationships that... Um, I mean communication
1: is key. Yes. Always. always. Um and I just try to be set it up like really Yeah, and I just try to be super I just try to be myself around these parents. Like I don't um like I don't pretend to be somebody that I'm not. Like I don't pretend to be like sunshiny. Miss Jen, I'm just like what's up guys? I'm here. <laughs> yes. I'm tired. Um and having like having families that you can be more candid with is really really important to me. Um I had a situation where I had <laughs> And a really handsome dude roommate. Um, and I remember like when he moved in, I was working with the best nanny family I've ever had. Um, about who most of my positive anecdotes have been. Um, and I remember like telling nanny mom like, "This is happening," and she was like, "Oh my god!" And she was like, every like week she'd be like, "So what happened? What's going on?" And I was like, "Oh god." Um, and so really, just having a good relationship with them makes all the difference. In the world.
0: I completely agree. And I am so grateful to all of the families that have treated me like a member of the family, mm-hmm. but with professional boundaries. Exactly, it's, That's the best of both worlds. It is. And that's what we're all aiming for, really. It is. Wonderful. Well... We are at the point in the show where uh, Jen is going to share an
1: anecdote or a quote, and mm-hmm. I haven't heard it yet, so I'm super excited. Oh my god, there are so many. I actually, <laughs> I do have a video I could play on my phone, the clip. Um, So Boy That Used to Nanny for in the mornings, Um, I would only let him watch a show called Dinosaur Train. Mm-hmm. Awesome historical show on TBS about cartoon dinosaurs that talk about different um, eras. eras. Thank you for You're that. Welcome um and it's wonderful and it's scientific and they have a paleontologist and his name is like Dave or something like that and he'll occasionally come on and say things um and one morning we were watching it and my I we were watching it on my phone and it kept buzzing because I think you know him Mickey York was texting me Uh and he was like who's that and I was like that's my friend Mickey and he was like I don't like Mickey he's mean and I was like why is he mean he goes I was like, because he's interrupting Dinosaur dream. He was like, Yeah. And I was like, say Mickey and we made a video and I was like, say Mickey, not cool. And he did, and we were dying, and I like sent it to his mom and she was like, He's perfect. Um in <laughs> another instance, the same kid. He was like pouting in the car and we were waiting to go into preschool and I was like, No, thank you and he was like, No, you no thank you And I was like, You can't no thank you, me. I was no thank you in you <laughs> Um and so as much as you try to be like a professional, you end up having arguments with two year olds and losing. So <laughs>
0: Always. Yeah, I feel dreams. like every time I've <laughs> entered into an argument with a two-year-old, I have lost.
1: This is my life. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, thanks for having me. And this is great. thanks for being
1: on. I feel so fancy and like a wealth of knowledge.
0: Yes, you are. Thank you. And thank you for listening. See you next week. The Chronicles of Nanny is produced by Martha Reddick and Logan Nielsen. Artwork and logo by Noni Amadon. Theme music by Brad Kemp. Find him at secondbedroomstudio.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Chronicles of Nania and on Twitter at Nania Podcast. To contact us, email Chroniclesofnania at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well,